Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll explore your soul calling and what it means to connect to your soul purpose. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Bethany, and Bethany asks, I'd like to know about crystals and how to use them in meditation, healing, and the stone's meaning and benefits spiritually. This is definitely a really big question, Bethany, so let's kind of break it down. Let's start out with how to use crystals in meditation. You honestly have so many options here, and there are no right or wrong answers. For me, since I'm a really tactile person and I like the physical sensation of my crystals, I like to hold the crystals in my hands during meditation or hold them over my heart, on top of my brow or above my head, whatever feels comfortable. But you can also place the crystal on a table or shelf or something like that in front of you where you can use it as a point of focus during your meditation. You can gaze into your crystal. This is great if you're a really visual person and you want to connect with all of the special little things about your stone's physical appearance, really looking at, you know, its color, its texture, all the little cracks and fissures, if it has any rainbows or reflections or anything like that. That's a great form of a somewhat active meditation, just allowing yourself to really explore your crystal. But if you want more of a true active meditation, you could work with several stones and you could turn them into different designs or pictures on a desktop or tabletop, really allowing yourself to kind of explore playing with them, almost like creating a crystal grid, but instead of having a purpose or intention or following any geometry or patterns, you can just leave this to be a lot more free form and in flow and let it almost be a form of play. And this is just a great way to connect with your crystals, clear your mind and be present in the moment. Now to work with them for healing, the next part of your question, you also have lots of different ways. You can meditate with your crystal for healing by doing some visualization work. You can do a crystal layout. You can create a crystal grid. You can do almost like a distance healing for yourself. You can create a spell jar or spell bottle, also sometimes just called an intention jar. If you have proper training, like I teach in my crystal healing certification program, where you can safely create crystal essences or elixirs, then that would be an option as well. Really, there are so many things that you can do. You can also just do a much more intuitive form of healing with whatever feels good with your crystals. Of course, as long as you're being safe. And Bethany, in terms of finding out the stone's meaning and benefits spiritually, there are really four main ways that all crystal workers get their information. This is, you know, someone who's connecting with crystals for their own 
personal growth, someone who works with crystals professionally, a crystal author or teacher. We're really drawing on these four main ways of understanding where crystal properties come from. First and foremost, we have historical references to the magic and lore of crystals. So how did people throughout history work with crystals? And I would say most commonly, these are written sources, but there can also be oral sources of information, oral tradition that's passed down in particular cultures. So that may be another great alternative. Next, there's personal experience, right? So what have you done with your crystals and what were the results? And this might be things that you've done for yourself personally or ways in which you've used crystals to work with your clients. We also have connections and correspondences that come through from the crystal's shape or formation, the crystal's color, and these things often really inform our perceptions of the energy of that crystal. And then there's all of the intuitive ways that we know about our crystals through meditation, through dream work, and through our intuition and inner knowing. And when we kind of start to combine all of these together, it really paints a picture of how we might work with that stone. So a lot of this work is really subjective. So I hope that that's helpful, Bethany. And Bethany also says, I'd like to know the usage and benefits for dendritic opal, fuchsite, rhodonite, howlite, super seven, and lapis lazuli. So Bethany, I really appreciate this great list. I will definitely add a lot of these to the queue for our upcoming healing properties episodes of the show. But while you're waiting, I do have an excellent blog post about lapis lazuli over at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And I have a ton of information about Super 7 available in one of my short classes. So it's a standalone class all about Super 7 Crystals. It's my Super 7 Crystals Masterclass. You can find that on my website, loveandlightschool.com. Just hover over the shop button and you'll see it there in the drop down. Just click on course catalog and then you'll see the Super 7 Crystals Masterclass. And in that class, we talk about what are Super 7 Crystals because let me tell you, there's a lot of fakes out there. We'll talk about how Super 7 crystals formed, why Super 7 is trademarked. We will also talk about all of the Super 7 fakes and how to tell Super 7 apart from Sacred 5, Sacred 6, Cacoxanite Amethyst, Red-Capped Amethyst, and some of the things it's commonly misidentified for. We'll also talk about Brazilian Super 7 versus similar crystals from Canada, India, and other places. And then one way to work with Super 7 that I was taught by Melody. So this course is just short of an hour long. It has some printable handouts and resources to give you some more information. There are great visual examples there of what a Super 7 crystal should look like and comparing and contrasting true Super 7 crystals from other similar material. So if you're interested in a deep dive into that crystal, definitely give that a look. Remember, just go to loveandlightschool.com, hover over the shop button or tap it in the navigation menu, and then click on the course catalog and you'll find it there. And as for those other crystals that you requested, I will definitely add them to my list of crystals to highlight in upcoming future Healing Properties episodes. 
Well, thank you again for your questions, Bethany. I hope that these answers were helpful for you. And if you're listening and you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. Now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, crystals to discover your soul purpose. If you consider yourself any kind of spiritual seeker or mystical soul, chances are that you look for signs from the universe and you listen to the whispers of your heart and pay attention to the messages from your intuition. I know this because I'm a spiritual seeker too, and I love to work with my crystals to discover more about myself and my soul path. For me, crystals are a way of tapping into the spiritual realm. They're a way to kind of bring a little bit of that realm down to earth, down to the physical, where I can feel more connected with that energy and guidance. So I'd like you to take a moment to just kind of pause and ask yourself a few questions about your soul purpose. What are you feeling most called to do in your life right now? Is there something you feel like you must do or try out or experience? What do you have a deep longing for that would feel really supportive and nurturing and authentic to you? And if you could take any next step on your path toward happiness and personal fulfillment, what would that be? And when we ask ourselves these questions, when we pause and listen to our inner guidance, we can discover our soul calling and identify where it is that we're being guided. Living in alignment with your soul purpose is about connecting to yourself as authentically as you can and showing up as your whole self, all parts of yourself in your day-to-day life. It's about really consistently staying in flow by tuning into the messages from your intuition and the way that it whispers you to kind of nudge you in the right direction. At its core, this is about embodying your calling in each step of your journey. I personally feel so grateful to have discovered my soul calling, and I want you to feel as in sync with the universe as I do. I want you to experience that same joy and sense of personal fulfillment that comes from knowing that you're living in alignment with your soul purpose. But before we go any further, I want to clarify something really important here. Soul purpose can mean something different to each of us. There are no right or wrong answers about what soul purpose means to you as long as it feels authentic, as long as it's healing and it invites you to drop into your heart space, and as long as it feels in alignment with how you want your life to feel. And I think a lot of the confusion that happens when we talk about soul purpose is sometimes soul purpose gets framed as your career or what you do for work. And although you can sometimes incorporate what you're called to do on a soul level into your career or work, like I have, this isn't the case for many folks. And I think this comes from the fact that there's often this like societal judgment 
that definitely stems from capitalism that tells us that our passions are not worthwhile or valuable if they're not making us money and that something can only be our purpose, something's only valid if it's supporting us financially. So we often get fooled into thinking that our soul path has to involve our career because we're made to feel like our career is at the core of who we are. But this could not be further from the truth. And although some may choose to incorporate their passions into their careers, others might choose to keep these two facets of their life totally separate. And both ways of walking this path are valid and both are meaningful. There are reasons some of us may choose to incorporate our calling into our career and perfectly valid reasons why some of us might choose not to. Following our soul path, when we really get to the root of it, is about doing the things that you feel wildly passionate about, the things that spirit calls you to do, and the things that make you light up. Maybe if you really think about it, as I've been talking, there have been some things you've already been thinking about that come to mind. Don't dismiss those, even if it's something you haven't really explored very much yet. If you feel called to it, if it lights you up, this is a good indicator that it's part of your soul path. Now, something else I think is so important to touch on here is that we can have many important paths that each lead us to feeling fulfilled in different ways. In other words, your soul purpose isn't your soul purpose. It's not your only purpose. Sometimes we get confused or kind of fooled into thinking that our soul purpose has to be one thing that we're here on this earth to do. And I know how easy it is to get caught up in the idea that your soul purpose is just this like one big thing, especially when it fills up a big part of your life. So maybe you feel like your soul purpose is being a mother or a caregiver for a loved one or a teacher, someone who shares things with others. For me, my one big thing is teaching others about crystals. I love it. It fills me up. It brings me joy. And it's my soul purpose. But it isn't my soul purpose. My S-O-L-E purpose. My only purpose. Because you know what? We are multifaceted individuals. I'm also a wife, a gardener, an aspiring artist, a lover of books and herbs and good food and cooking. The list really goes on and on. And living in alignment with my soul purpose means honoring all of these passions and all of these parts of myself. It means connecting with the things that bring me joy and stepping into each new adventure with excitement. It means understanding that I have a story that's more complex than just one thing. And so do you. So part of what makes discovering your soul purpose so important is that it's this kind of active exploration of life itself that helps you uncover new things about yourself, new things about the world you live in, and your connection to it. Because it's through your lived experience that you shape who you are and how you show up in the world. So, although it can be hard to put into words exactly what soul purpose is. There are a few things that I feel for certain. Your soul purpose 
can shift and change over time. Your soul purpose can be multifaceted, meaning there are many, many different roads to discovering and exploring and embodying it. And discovering your soul purpose again and again is a messy, imperfect, and beautiful adventure of self, of community, and of your connection to the greater whole. The clarity and connection you feel with your soul purpose might also ebb and flow with each new phase of your life. And this is normal. So if you're feeling uncertain or unclear about your next steps forward, you might want to try reaching for your crystals as a source of support to help you find your footing and rekindle your passion. And I'm really excited to announce here on the podcast that in the very near future, I'll be releasing a free class called Discover Your Soul Purpose, Five Steps to Connect to Your Calling with Crystals. And in this class, I'm going to share a five-step process to work with your crystals to connect with your calling and your purpose. I also have a downloadable workbook for you. And although the class isn't quite ready yet, I wanted to make sure to share a bit about it with you now so that you can look forward to it in the future. So as soon as I do have that ready, I'll share it on a future episode of the podcast and let you know how to get it. But if you want to make sure right away that you don't miss out, head over to crystalhealerschool.com and sign up to get on the program waitlist for my upcoming crystal healing certification program. I'll make sure to send you that free training once it's available. You'll also get updates about my other classes and my weekly newsletters, blog posts, and videos. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? to grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. Well, that is it for our main topic for today. But now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving that I want to share. This week, I'm super excited to share a little bit about a book with you that I actually just received in the mail this morning. It is the Tarot Spellbook by my friend Sam Magdaleno, Sam the Cosmic Witch on Instagram. It is a phenomenal new book. Again, that's the Tarot Spellbook, 78 Witchy Ways to Use Your Tarot Deck for Magic and Manifestation. And I have to tell you, although I haven't read the book cover to cover yet, I have really been able to dig into it a bit today, and I'm so excited. Sam has broken down each card in the traditional tarot with some keywords, a little bit of an explanation or description of the card, and then a little spell or exercise that you can do to kind of embody the energy of that card. I love how interactive this is, how it connects these kind of 
archetypal energies or correspondences of each card into a way that, you know, we can tap into and work with in a really practical way in our day-to-day lives. And then there are also some journal questions or prompts for a little bit of a deeper dive into each card. And I have to tell you, some of the um, spells or activities that I've read in the book already sound super fun. So this is not one of those things that has to be super challenging. It's really accessible, even if you're short on time. And I just love how this is broken down. So again, that is the Tarot Spellbook by Sam Magdaleno at Sam the Cosmic Witch. Be sure to check it out. You can order it now anywhere books are sold. And if you do pick up a copy, be sure to tag Sam on Instagram. She's so lovely about resharing everyone's posts to her stories. So again, you can find her online at Sam the Cosmic Witch and definitely check out the Tarot Spellbook. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And today I want to give a special shout out to Angelica Vela, 2009, who left a five-star rating and a review. And Angelica says, thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much for all you do with this show. I've learned so much when it comes to crystal layouts. I created mine specifically for the purchase of our first home. And a month later, I was already living in it. Your podcast is such a blessing. Angelica, huge, huge congratulations on your home. That is phenomenally amazing. I'm so happy for you. And thank you very, very much for taking the time to leave a review. If you'd like to subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode, head over to loveandlightschool.com listen, where you can check out our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, and all the places this show is streamed online. That brings me to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.